solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Monday edition of the Locked On Texas podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen, and we are free and available on all major platforms. We're back with more sports talk because we do play the Tennessee Titans this week, so we do have a game off of that bye week. Hopefully, everybody got some rest, right? But I am one host, one half of the co-host of the show, John Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by Cody Davis. You guys are back to talk Texans, so get the folks a rundown, and let's get to it, Cody. Yes, sir. And on this Monday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are actually going to take a look at players who need to step it up in the second half of the season with eight games remaining. And then we want to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans just having a little fun because right now the biggest story in the NFL is, of course, the return of Cam Newton. And I just want to use that just a little bit and see whether or not there can actually be a possible reunion between Deshaun Watson and this organization. But ladies and gentlemen, to get this money, the installment of Locked On Texans kicked off with eight games remaining. John and I actually want to take a look at players that we do not want to see very much of the second half of the year. And for me, John and listeners, I got to take a look at David Johnson, you know, and let me just say this before I get into the whole spiel of Johnson. I kind of hate talking about Johnson in a negative life light because Ever since the trade that sent him from the Arizona Cardinals to the Houston Texans in exchange um, for DeAndre Hopkins, Johnson did an interview with Aaron Reese of The Athletic, and he talked about how much that trade has messed with him mentally. And I do believe that's part of the reason why we have seen the worst version of David Johnson, not just this year, but last year as well. But with that being said, Johnson is still an NFL player, and he has not lived up to any type of expectation that we have ever had from him, especially this year when I thought we was going to see a better version of Johnson, given the fact that he was running behind a much improved offensive line, and given from what I saw through OTAs and training camp. And John, I hate to say this, I did not think it was possible for David Johnson to look as worse than he did last year. But he did. Going into week 11 against the Tennessee Titans, 10 games already has been played. David Johnson has only rushed for 119 yards. Going back to last year, 10 games into the season, David Johnson had already rushed for 408 yards. That is a big drop off. For me, I just think the Houston Texans should just see what they have in Phillip Lindsay, see if they can put him on a trajectory where he can actually find that spark that he showcased through the first two years of his career in Denver. And yes, I understand Phillip Lindsay has not looked as good as has not looked better than David Johnson to a certain extent. But I think Phillip issue is he is still trying to find his niche in a crowded backfield. It happened last year with the Denver Broncos. Of course, he was playing alongside Melvin Gordon this year. Not only is he playing, was playing alongside David Johnson, but there was also the Mark Ingram through the first half of the season. I just think at this, at this point in the season, especially considering how bad Johnson has looked ever since that loss against the new England Patriots. I just don't want to see much of him during these final eight games. Yeah. And I think Houston is this where 
you, you may be looking at multiple guys that, you know, fans and, you know, here in the media, they may not want to see you or may not see as much as they have, right? And immediately, you know what? Here's a thought really quick. The Texans may be regretting not bringing back Roger Johnson. I just thought about that. You know, like, Tunsil's you, out. You have a point. Uh, Cannon is out. The two tackles. Charlie Heck hasn't been playing good at all. And, you know, with Titus Howard struggling at left guard and Charlie Heck struggling at right tackle, it seems like that experiment to, you know, move Howard over has failed even more. But, you know, I know you're looking at David Johnson. They're going to play him. So it's more so of who do we want to see less. And I couldn't agree more, Cody. I, I like I look at the offensive line and I and I'm trying to find somebody. But guys that are playing right now, they have to. There's nobody else, right? And Houston did go out and sign uh Jimmy Morrissey. You know, they brought him in and he would be the projected center, starting center once they take the field again. But like McCray has to play, Hick has to play, Howard has to play. Sharpen is a backup right now because of the lack of, you know, what he's been able to do on the field. And then I look on the defensive side of the ball, you know, do I want to see Eric Wilson or uh, or uh, who else? Do I want to see Garrett Willow over Zach Cunningham, who's making a bunch of money? No. Put Zach Cunningham ass out on the field. Even with the safety situation, I can't pinpoint – one person outside of David Johnson and his block attempts, his lack of hitting the hole, uh, his, his lack of awareness, everything that comes into being a running back in the NFL for 2021. And look, the team believed in you because of your, he can be a receiver threat that hasn't shown blocking hasn't shown hitting proper holes. And, and you know, you're assigned holes that hasn't shown. It got to a point where, like you mentioned, Cody, through eight games, how many rushing yards has he, has he ran for compared to last year? As of right now, this is a guy who has only rushed for 119 yards through the first 10 games of this year versus this time last year he had rushed for 408. That's sad. That's sad. Which, by the way, I do want to mention he, he is trying to – he trying to – play within a crowded backfield, but there is still no excuse for him to have that much of a drop-off. Absolutely not. And he's only rushing for 3.6 yards per carry with zero rushing touchdowns uh, so far this year. And he only has, I think, one receiving touchdown. So at this point, they used to sign Royce Freeman, got him, claimed him off of waivers. I'd be okay with Houston just rocking out with Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman moving forward, and I know that they're going to throw in uh, Burkhead because of you know what he can do, and I think that's a you know an excuse to play him. I don't think Rex Burkhead is that good of an NFL running back, but he is Houston's Swiss Army for the culture that they want to build, I guess. But David Johnson does not need to see the field as much as he has been seeing so far this year. There's no other player that I can think of on this roster at this point that I would say, okay, well, yeah, we need to see him less. Maybe so. But if I gave you a number one guy, it would definitely be DJ. 
because a lot of these guys are playing right now due to circumstance. DJ was playing due to the fact that they were they, they wanted you to play football. They wanted you to be out on that field. And you ain't you ain't giving it nothing out there. There's no output from you. And the last two whiff blocks that I saw from him solidified stamp. I don't want to see him play football for the Houston Texans as much anymore. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle with Direct TV Stream. You know, Cody has this. He was talking about this the other day, and he loves Direct TV Stream. Brings you your live TV and on the main favorites together like never before, which means you can get your favorite sports, hey, Rockets fans, your movies and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV life together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Welcome back, Locked On Texans fans. Thank you for making the Texans, Locked On Texans, your first listen every day. Of course, we are free and available on all major platforms. Now, we talked about in the opening players that we don't want to see as much anymore. And we both agree, which is rare for us, that we do not want to see <laughs> David Johnson much more. But now it's important as we get ready to take on the Tennessee Titans and head on for the rest of the season where the Texans may possibly go 1-16. Oh, my gosh. Who do we want to see step up and play more, right? And before we go into this, Cody, I want to exclude one guy because he's already been doing that. Two guys, actually. But that's rookie Roy Lopez and that second-year defensive end, John Grenard. I think both of those guys Mm. have been playing tremendously well up until the bye week given the snaps and the opportunities that they have gotten, especially Roy Lopez, uh, because he's gotten, I think, more of a sample size compared to John Grenard. In his playing time, he has played tremendously well. John Grenard in his playing time has played tremendously well. And I also need to look up, I'm going to have this information for tomorrow's show, the biggest jump between year to year sack-wise. Last year, Grenard had Mm. one. This year, he has, what, seven and a half? Yeah, somewhere along those. If it's so, not seven and a half, it's six and a half. Okay, so he has right now at least a seven, seven <laughs> point, uh, six point uh, sack swing. So, but I think one player that I, I really want to see more of, listeners, and I really, they drafted this guy. They believe they traded up for him, Nico <laughs> Collins, man. In his sample size, whether he had been on the field or battling injury and coming back off that injury. It seems like he got something. I do not like that he hasn't got his fair share of targets. There's games where he's only targeted three times, four times. I I don't like that. This season has gone to where it's gone to, in the toilet, in the crapper. Time to take out the trash. This is where we are right now. But in the midst of taking out that trash, go through that trash and see what's worth keeping. Nico Collins is a player that I think needs to start getting between six to eight targets per game. Chris Conley, for me, you know, I don't think Chris Conley is going to be a part of this team's future. I think that the wide receiver uh, position is a position that the Houston Texans should focus on maybe, focus on maybe lo- later in the uh, rounds next year, the draft rounds next year, between four to six, especially considering they do have a lot of extra draft picks. And if we think that they will get a trade by Deshaun Watson around the time of the draft, before the draft, they should have more picks on top of that, right? So, I think that's a focus for Houston. There's always a lot of wide receivers coming out. However, Nico is the guy that I think can take Houston to 
not a different level, but he can add something that can increase this offensive chance of scoring points, which is what they've had difficulty doing since they played the New England Patriots. John, it's funny that you picked a receiver because I'm also going to pick a receiver. And it's funny that you mentioned this because I'm going to look at this from the opposite standpoint. Um, the one guy I think who needs to step it up the most in the second half of the season is Chris Conley. And I'm kind of glad that you talked about the fact that we have not gotten to the opportunity where we can say, okay, we saw a fair share of a sample size from sample size from Nico Collins. A big part of that is Chris Conley. And the reason why I want to see Conley step up more in the second half of the season, one, I do believe he has been one of the most disappointing players of the first half of the season. Because remember, John, I was really big on this. I was really big on his arrival here in Houston. You know, he was a bigger receiver. Exactly. You know, he, he was a bigger receiver. He was someone when you go back and you take a look at his tapes in Jacksonville or Kansas City, he was someone who could create separation between himself and his defender. And I thought that is something that the Houston Texans needed, especially knowing that your number one receiver in Brandon Cooks is a little bit on the smaller side. However, Chris Conley has not lived up to the expectations that we have for him. As a matter of fact, he has not given this team anything in the passing game through the first 10 games of the season. Matter of fact, the first nine games of the season, Chris Conley has only recorded 196 receiving yards. Want me to tell you how many Nico Collins has? Nico Collins has 192. And this is a guy who has missed three games. So I'm looking at this from a standpoint, not only do you have a rookie who is that close. And when you take a look at their total receiving yards number, but the fact that that guy and Nico Collins set out for, what was it? Three to four games due to an injury came back and has been more valuable than you in the passing passing game. That says a lot about Chris Conley. And by the way, Nico Collins, isn't the only young receiver um, who has came in and given the Texans more in the passing game than Chris Conley. Cause remember <laughs> Chris Moore, where did he start the season? On the practice squad. And now, even though we only seen it for like one or two games, we can at least look back and say this was a game where Chris Moore was valuable in the passing game. We have not said that too often about Chris Conley. By the way, we talk a lot about the terrible quarterback play that's been going on here in the city of Houston, or let's say subpar at best quarterback play in terms of Davis Mills, because I'm going to school Tyrod Taylor from this, given the fact that he only played, what, two and a half games as of right now. But if Chris Conley was able to give Davis Mills more to work with in the passing game, maybe, just maybe, we would have seen just a little bit better version of Mills. And I have to remind you, <laughs> Collins is still viewed as the Texans' number two receiver. And at this stage in his career, John, you mentioned that you don't think he's going to be a part of the Texans moving forward. I think if he steps up in these next eight games of the season, I can see the Texans keeping him around because regardless of his play on the field, he is the quote-unquote culture guy, smart, dependable. Um, he is someone that can help establish the culture. I'm using quotation marks because it seemed like the Texans value culture more than players who can actually go out there and play football and help this doggone organization win some games. But I, I, I got to see more from, from Conley. Like, 
his production this season has been bad. By the way, I do want to mention this as well, and I touched on this just a little bit. The other guy that I want to see step up more in the final eight games is Tyrod Taylor because the Texans, they are in a tricky situation in terms of their quarterback room. Of course, you know, in the offseason, they're going to move on from Deshaun Watson. If there is one quarterback who is going to be here by far next season, it's going to be Davis Mills. But can we sit here and honestly say that we are ready to hand Mills the keys to the franchise starting next season? Me, I'm not too sure. We don't know if whether or not, I mean, I think we go agree to disagree if they should go out and draft a quarterback. I think it might be in the Texans' best interest to bring Tyrod Taylor back next year, but only if he show us something in the final eight games of the season. Because, John, like I mentioned last week, this is an organization that cannot afford to continue being the laughing stock of the league next year, even if they don't make the playoffs, they have to put a better product on that field. A better product on the field means you have to have somewhat of a decent quarterback. And we saw the best version of Tyrod Taylor in that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we saw the worst version of Tyrod Taylor in the two games that he played after that, the hurt version against the Cleveland Browns. And of course the, Oh my God, this is probably why you bounced around from team to team against the Miami Dolphins. I do want to mention Chris Conley signed a one-year contract for $1.5 million. He's not coming back next year. I do also want to throw out that Brevin Jordan is another player, the rookie tight end, that I want to see more of as this year continues before we close out uh, for the first 17-game season in the NFL career. We got games left. Put his ass on the field. Let's see what he can do. Bill Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever created. If you haven't tried a Bill Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, it does not taste like one. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, just plain hard to chew. A Bill Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. Bill Bars are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, low-sugar, high in protein, so they all you all have the healthy benefits on top of it being purely delicious with so many different flavors. This month, Bill Bar is coming out with a new limited time flavor every three to four days. So check their website often. You do not want to miss out. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. And, of course, we are back in better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Of course, we will be joined by my boy Tyler, the Locked On Titans, as we discuss the crossover this week, the Titans and Texan football game this upcoming Sunday. Now make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Welcome back into this Monday installment of Locked On Texans and <laughs> John. 
I just want to have a part of this. I'm not a part of this. I'm not a part of this. I'm not a part of this. No, 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 no. I'm not a part of this. No, 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 no. I am. I have taken. I have. I have my own. You have a theory. You have a theory. I have. And I just wanted to have a little fun. We saw the reunion between Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers, and it just had me wondering. Look, Cam, the Panthers had a bad breakup. Nobody ever thought that this reunion would happen, and it took place. What, what day was that? Last Thursday, Wednesday, somewhere along those lines. I think it was last Thursday. And now Cam Newton is back with the Carolina Panthers. It's a one-year deal, and John, I'm I'm sitting there. A smile came over my face, and I said to myself, you know, if Newton and the Panthers organization could put their differences aside. Think about the good times that they had and saying kumbaya and get back together. What's the possibility that that can happen here in the city of Houston with Deshaun Watson? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Deshaun and Cal McNair has to go to lefties, Mm -hmm. eat a sandwich while they're closed. So lefties is only open for Deshaun and two of his people, <laughs> Cal and two of his people. Well, it's one of the people got to be Jack Easterby. <laughs> no. Jack does no. not need to be there. No. Okay, okay, know. okay, okay. So they have their two people that go like it's a made man meeting. They eat some mm-hmm. sandwiches. And they talk it out. They talk it out. They have, you know, a, a bottle of wine, a very expensive wine. They get their grievances out, and then they open up another very expensive wine, and mm-hmm. then they get more grievances out. And then Cal McNair says, "Hey, I am paying you thirty-five to forty million dollars next year." Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson says, "Well, somebody wants me. Uh, they may not want you right now because of what you have going on off the field." Hmm. So let's open up another bottle of expensive wine. A lot of wine and alcohol is going to get consumed during this meeting. And then they're going to say, you know what? We both screwed up. Mm-hmm. Let's shake hands because ain't no hugging going on. Let's get you back for the 2022 season. Boston huh. ain't playing football this year, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but a lot of alcohol... Okay. Or a lot of, I don't know, I, I can keep going, but this is a family show. <laughs> a lot of. I'm, I'm going to try to set that meeting up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to set that Remember, this is a family show. And, this is, I got a lot of jokes. I, I don't like for us to keep so our jobs. <laughs> Definitely love my job. If you try to set that meeting up, they're going to hang up on you. <laughs> you got to wait until at least. David Montagella and Jack used to be set the meetings up. Mm. Oh look, look, like I say, it's just a it's just a fun theory. But John, what's not funny about this, and it does have me questioning with Cam Newton going back to the Carolina Panthers. Look, Cam Newton is going to be 33 years old at the start of next season. And we saw in his one year with the New England Patriots. Plus, I mean, look, let's let's be real. You know, he took half this season off, so his body is a little bit fresh. Let's just say they finish out the season strong and actually get to the playoffs. And the Carolina Panthers say, you know what? Let's keep you around for at least the next two to three years. He signs the contract, and that gives Cam Newton an opportunity to finish up his career with the Carolina Panthers for the next two to three years. What's funny about that theory, if that does happen, and I do think that is a very good chance that that can happen, 
that is just another one of Deshaun Watson's preferred destination that's gone off the list. Another destination that he has, the Denver Broncos. And I've been told, and John, you've been told the same thing. They actually have their eyes set on Aaron Rodgers. And if they can, you know, skew Aaron Rodgers away out of Green Bay, that's what they actually like what want. They did with uh, Peyton. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they actually have their eyes set on. So, of course, that only leads the Miami Dolphins once again. And once again, Miami doesn't want to make a trade unless he has his legal situation taken care of. Now, of course, we have an extremely long time between what the start of the 2022 season um, and whatever can take place in between. It, and maybe Deshaun Watson will, you know, come to terms. OK, let me just settle this so I can move forward with my career. But if he continues this short list of, of teams where he you know, don't want to go, want to go, where that, then it looks like there might be a possibility, a small chance of a reunion here in the city of Houston, because look, he set out all of this season. I don't see him doing that again next year. Plus no, I know so damn well. $40 million on a damn table. And I was about to say, and I know so damn well, look, the Texans was okay. Let him, you know, keep his little 10 million this year, but with 35 million next year, I don't, no, I, I don't see that happening. So at, look, they, like they I said, I don't finding him soon. Exactly. And at look, I, I don't want to make joke of the situation, but of course, you know, he already got enough being taken out of his bank account on the daily with all these legal fees going on. But you know, it, it's just a thought. You know, I don't think it's gonna happen. I do think, you know, at some point Deshaun will open up the list of teams that he would like to go to, and I think that might be best case for not only him but for the Texans as well. But you know. Like I said, I just, I just wanted to have a little fun about it, but at the same time, just do a little thinking because, look, Cam, back to Carolina, nobody thought that would happen. And like I mentioned, Carolina, another preferred destination gone. I just, I, I just don't know, John. <laughs> yeah, man, shout out to our boy Julian over at the Locked On Panthers. I do remember last week he kind of had like a mini rant on Twitter saying how exactly. that wouldn't happen. And then when it happened, you know, his message was crow. sealed up. I also want to shout out my boy, Andrew White. I want to let you know I'm talking to you. And I say this, Sam Darnold is not a good NFL quarterback. And it is over for him. <laughs> I just want you to know, whenever you watch this show, that was your boy. You picked him. Thank you guys for checking out this Monday edition of the Locked On Texans podcast. I am John Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like, subscribe, comment on YouTube as well at Locked On Texans. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.